All right. So today we have Emma on the podcast and she's a therapist out of New York City. I found her through Instagram. We connected through there and I just love the content she's posting. It's, it's real, it's authentic, it's raw. And I wanted to get on the podcast to get to know her a little bit more. So welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I like, I like to just start off with, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself so we can kind of get into the, the conversation and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Emma DeMar, um, that trendy therapist on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I am a therapist on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. So I work at a private practice up here and um, I see patients. And then I also have my own podcast as well called That Trendy Therapist. Um, And I specialize in eating disorders, anxiety, OCD, um, body image, all of that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I love what I do and I'm happy that you're supporting. Okay. So that, that's, that's like, that's like the professional you now because yes. of the content you put out, I'm curious and the specialties that, that you, um, specialize in, I'm curious to know, learn a little bit more about like your upbringing or how you grew up, if that's okay, where you yeah. grew up. Are you, are you a, like from New York? So I'm from, um, not from New York city, but I'm from North Jersey and it's right over the bridge. Ten of oh. New Jersey. Yeah. So <clears throat> Bergen County area for those who aren't familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I grew up for like, from like second grade on or first grade on. Yeah. What else can I tell you? I mean, I grew up acting, so I'm sure a lot of that resonates with, <laughs> um, you know, it's pretty obvious from what I post and, you know, so I kind of, I'm not just your average therapist, right? Like I'm, I do TikTok, you know, I, I act, I'm dancing, I'm doing all these different things. Um, and that's pretty much who I am. I grew up performing and in the performing arts, um, very creative. So I love to write. So I'm also always writing for like different uh, mental health websites, blogs, things like that. Um, and then I, of course, have my podcast. So that's, um, that's really cool. I can tell that now that you said you love to write, you were at, you're an actor, you, um, you're a creator. Now I can, I, I can see the full <laughs> picture. Now it's I see why the content. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But that's cool. Because it's, I feel like it's a different perspective and I love, like, again, I, I love the content that you put out. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm born and raised in New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, I know Bergen, I know Bergen County. I've, I had friends in Bergen County when I was in my twenties. Nice. Um, now, four years ago, I just moved to New Jersey. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. I, I loved uh, growing up there because it has the easy access to the city also. So, so you do all this stuff on social media, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram. Um, what got you started in that? Or why did you start putting out the content that you do, especially on TikTok. Right, yeah, I mean, so I've been on Instagram for a very long time. I started my, um, like just my personal account like years ago um, when Instagram started to kind of blow up. But then um, I figured, you know, when I was becoming a therapist that I would have another outlet separate and apart for that. But um, because I do have all of these different areas of interest and I'm always trying to utilize my creativity because I find that when I'm not stimulating that part of me, I, you know, I feel not myself. And so TikTok has just actually become just an outlet for me. And at first I kind of was using it also because there's a whole community of like TikTok therapists and I was using it for mental health in that way too. And then I realized like, I don't actually want to do that. And I don't feel like I need to just, just because I'm a therapist, use it for that. Mm -hmm. And so now I kind of post all different things on there, um, dances, acting, monologues, like things like that. And then if they resonate, I will cross that over and use it for Instagram. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so that's, they all kind of serve a different purpose, I guess, like my podcast, TikTok, they all are a different part of me and, and allow me to express 
my message in a different way. I think that's great because then people, people know you're a therapist, but then they see this other side of you. So they get to know you a little bit more personally. And I think like me, if I'm, if I'm looking at choosing a therapist, I'm not going to psychology today anymore. I'm not getting matched with a therapist. I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to see what type of content they're posting, if they know what they're talking about, but also that personal side. There's so many options nowadays to choose ter- therapists. It's so much better than back in the day. When I went through my issues in my early 20s, mm-hmm. I remember going on Psychology Today and just choosing a th- email, sending a message to a therapist based on what the therapist looked like and reading the right. bio. And yeah, uh, on. Right. it didn't work. That was, that was terrible. Reels, reels seem to be taken off on Instagram. Which reels, is, yes, yep. I need to jump on that too. But also, I, I like what you said about like finding a therapist and things like that, because I think that that's a big, uh, I guess, source of debate um, mm-hmm. for therapists, like how much you're going to disclose about yourself on social media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've grappled with it a lot myself because I'm pretty open, obviously, as you could probably tell yeah. from my uh, social media. And for me, I, I, I get amazing feedback from my own patients that have, like, there are patients that I have that have found me through Instagram and they feel they can really relate to me in a very different way um, than just like going to a blank slate sort of therapist, which in the past it was like, it was a blank slate. And that was how therapist was, therapy, therapy was supposed to be like that. And you weren't really supposed to disclose because it would interfere with the process, but I don't buy that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that a certain level of disclosure, obviously with discretion, you're not going to disclose everything about your life to your patient, but mm-hmm. I think giving them insight into, you know, part of you so that they know that you know what is going on and can resonate with different problems they may have is so powerful. It just makes you human. In the past, you know, you go into therapy and you're like, oh, wow, this person is a therapist or psychologist. This person is perfect. You know, nothing about this person. And like you said, you know, you, I don't have to know every detail, but I want to know that you're human or just like me. Exactly. Right. I think there's, there's definitely a power to that and it makes the connection a little bit different. Um, and so for me, that's what I kind of experiment with on my social media. And I've, I've actually never had a situation where someone has said to me like, oh, that's, that's too much. Or I don't know, you know, if I can work with you because I see you on TikTok or something like that's never happened. Um, if it did, then I would have to evaluate that at that point. But I just kind of try to follow my gut with what I post. And, you know, I'm just, I, I don't know how to be anything else aside from who I am. Yeah. So that's, that's what I am across the board. That's, that's the best person to be is just be yourself. Thank you. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah. So, you know, keeping on this like social media topic, I remember you posted something about cancel culture and I thought, I thought it was great. Like, what do you think about this whole cancel culture? Are we just going to keep canceling everybody and everybody? And then what happens when everybody's canceled? Exactly. Like, back That's into society, I mean. you know? Well, right. Like what's, what's the objective here with it? Like, I mean, I understand that people, you know, need to be called out and I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person to call someone out, hold them accountable. But yeah. I just, I don't think that canceling them completely gives them any opportunity for them to grow or take accountability. Um, and I think that's the biggest problem. And I also think people just right now with everything going on, love to have some sort of distraction and in the form of like drama on the internet. And I think that's 
a lot of why we're seeing a ton of people jumping on these bandwagons of hate towards somebody. Whereas like if they were in their day-to-day lives and distracted with work and parties and all these things that we were doing before quarantine, like maybe they wouldn't put that much energy into canceling somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's kind of like all we really have <laughs> or some people, it's all they have. They're not working. They're not, you know, <laughs> yeah. things. So so I think it's very problematic. I definitely don't um, agree with it. And I agree what you said. Um, I've said the same thing about we're well, just going to cancel every single person that makes a mistake or does something that you don't like. And then what what's left? Yeah. And like what happens to with forgiveness? Uh, do these people like like you said, you know, they should be held accountable. They should be called out. But people do change and people can change for the better. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we should you know, forgive some of these people. I, I'm not just throwing a blank blanket statement on everybody because there's some things that people do that are just, that right. are just really terrible. Right. Yeah, but I mean, we can't just cancel everybody and, and then just keep living like that. Um, I agree. I think it's not functional. And I think that um, it's not sustainable. We need to find a better way to hold these people accountable and to, you know, in an ongoing way. Because if you cancel everybody, it's, it's not going to be something sustainable that we can do long term. It's not a solution. Sometimes I feel, I feel a bit weird because I'm I'm in this middle place. I'm not far left. I'm not far right. I'm just, mm-hmm. I just want people to do the right thing. I want people to be happy. And some might say, oh, well, that's a very simplistic way of looking at life. But I don't know any other way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's power in simplicity, and sometimes like it's not about having extreme views and being so radical. It's just about like you know, knowing what your internal value system is and basing what your opinion is on that for every single thing that happens. Going back to the, the your specialties or, you know, what you focus on, is, is there a particular reason why you chose those? Yeah. So um, I, uh, for eating disorders, I uh, chose that because I had an eating disorder in high school um, and anorexia and I went to treatment for that. And so my kind of battle with it in my recovery was what basically made me want to be a therapist because I was like, I, I felt so alone in my journey and there was not nearly enough like conversation about it, whether at school or like amongst friends Like no one really knew. And I didn't even know what was going on at the time for me. So I felt really alone and I always wished I had somebody to talk to that really understood. I wanted to be that person for um, other people going through a similar battle. That's why eating disorders is one of my specialties. Um, And then with OCD, anxiety, I mean, those are kind of one in the same, but I also struggle with OCD and anxiety. Um, So they all kind of are things that personally resonate, but also because they resonate, I'm extremely interested in them. And I kind of just learn everything I can about those areas. But I also do work with other areas like depression, trauma, like those, anything related, um, even addiction, it's all kind of under the same umbrella for me. It's like the reason why I created Santa Mine. The idea came out of my personal experience with depression, anxiety, and attempted suicide. It's the reason why I continue to build it, just because of that, that strong connection I've, I have. And I think that that, like, you know, speaks to people. I feel like, you know, that's part of why maybe people resonate also with my platform and for, you know, for your platform as well. Because when you have a personal experience with something, it just shows through. I mean, there's such a strong kind of, passion and power that comes with that it's very authentic i see a lot more therapists on yeah. obviously instagram on tiktok and four years ago when i started the santa mine account on instagram 
there barely were any therapists on. And the ones that were on were just posting like motivational posts. I remember I kept saying, you guys got to educate people. You have all the knowledge, put it out there. And now really the past year or two, we're seeing a lot more therapists come on to Instagram and social media. So I'm very happy about that. When I think about product that I'm building, the product that's out is just a very simple product just to, I put out there to test. It's just people can listen to audio that's recorded by a therapist. We're working on making it more social you can follow therapists. You can support therapists with a monthly payment. It's the mm-hmm. user's option. And then trying to make it social with people because we want to, what we want to do is let's say somebody listens to, to a therapist segment on childhood trauma. Uh, we want to allow comments so that way people can look at, read each other's comments and say, Oh, you know, I went through that. Um, we also right. have, we also built in playlists that's coming out. If I went through a divorce and I listened to a couple pieces of content that helped me, I create that playlist and I can maybe send it to a friend that's going through a divorce or a therapist can create a playlist just like Spotify. I just don't want to follow the same features that other products have out there. The reason mm-hmm. I'm building it like this is it's because people know this. I don't, I don't want to build something that's completely different and they don't understand it. They don't know how to use it. They just leave. Do you have any ideas or thoughts on how to make it but for a therapist, what would be, what would reel you into a new app like this? Well, first of all, speak to that. I'm all about being different. I actually, I totally agree with that. And I myself don't really look too much. I mean, there's, I want to strike a balance. I don't want to say that I don't look at other therapy accounts because I do support them and I do look at them, but only to an extent. I don't like to look at them too much or listen to too many other therapy podcasts because I feel like if I do subconsciously, I might do a little bit something similar because I've seen it now. Yeah. And I want all of my ideas to come from my own brain. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that answers anything, but that I I resonate with having your own idea and and making it something different with your, you know, with Santa mind, like what do you think specifically would be helpful? So one thing that, that we're going to do, um, it's already built in. We just, need, we just need massive amounts of content and also users so the, so the machine learning can learn what users are yes. listening to. In the same way Spotify or, you know, it, it's a personalized feed. So we're going to do the same with that content. But instead of just matching with content, we're going to also send you maybe weekly or biweekly therapists that match that type of content that you're listening to. That's um, so- great. Yeah, so that's what I, th- it's, it's, it's what all these apps do, but to just serve you more ads and more content, but we're going to do it to match people with therapists. So a user can opt in to, to be matched or not be matched. That's one thing that we're doing that's, I think that's, that's going to be different. And, but then on the content side, like for the therapist side, I really haven't figured out how do we reel them in to become creators to really love this app and use it because we need that content. And that's kind of the feeling I was getting with TikTok too, that like a lot of these mental health related TikToks are pretty much the same videos all the time. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the hand, the hands with the text, right? Exactly. And like, <laughs> yeah. I really like, I like, and again, this is no shade to any therapist no. TikTok, but no. like, I really wonder sometimes to myself, like who is looking at that and like reading all the text and like, okay, I really gained something. Like now I really know, you mm. know, how to deal with this thing. I Cause I know when I see them, I kind of just click through and I feel like a lot of people do that because there's too much going on too much work. Like it's, you have to tailor the content to the app also and to your audience. Yes. And that, that's so funny you say that because yesterday I went on the Santa Monica account on Instagram and Instagram is pushing reels. So the first 10, 10 posts 
were reels and they were reels from therapists and they were all, you know, with the, the hand motion and the text, I just kept scrolling because it's the same, the same <laughs> thing. Same thing. It, yeah, it loses its value. And again, not to say that it's bad. Hopefully there are people, you know, watching and watching through, but. Right. But on, but yeah, but generally speaking, right. Like I don't think many people are looking at these things and, and, and that's fine because look, you can't, you can't do therapy over TikTok. So yeah. it shouldn't be that you can just go on TikTok and get all your skills. You should go to a therapist and actually do it proper. Um, and I think that's just, you know, and, and it's different though with like a podcast because you're listening to a whole like 45 minute or whatever segment about someone going into depth about whatever topic that it is. And if, like you said, it's a topic that you're interested in, that really, that could be a lot more helpful. Again, not a replacement for therapy, but it, I think you can gain a lot more from that sort of thing rather than like a little clip of you dancing and some text. <laughs> that's why, and that's why you stood out to me because every time one of your posts comes out, it's just different. So I stop, I listen, I watch, I read. Oh, so I great. love that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank yeah. You. So keep yeah. doing that. Keep doing that. I will. Um, I will. So another thing that's interesting to me or not interesting, but it's like, kind of, I guess, fascinating is that, Mm-hmm. Our mental health, you know, the population, mental health issues to keep going up, people with depression, yes. suicides. We have all these new avenues for mental health education, mental health tips, uh, reading about mental health. Uh, the stigma is a lot less now. Why do you think our problems keep going up? I mean, the world, man. Like, it's <laughs> crazy out there. I mean, since the beginning of this whole year, I mean, my, I've gotten so many inquiries and intakes for new patients. I think during this time of quarantine and COVID and all of these things, um, people have really had to look inward because again, they're not distracted and their lives have slowed down and people are really starting to dive in. And, and also I think make time for therapy when, you know, some people have intended to do therapy for years and don't think they have the time for it. Um, and now they do. Right. So yeah. I think it's not necessarily that like, all of a sudden people are having these issues. It's that they've been having them and that they haven't really looked inward or made the time to deal with those issues. Y'all have them. Um, but I also think that with the climate of today, of course, there are even when people that are prone to anxiety or depression or whatever it might be, those, those uh, disorders are exacerbated. The symptoms are exacerbated now because of the climate that we're living in. There's not enough therapists in the world to treat or see everybody. Where do we go from here? Like, what do you see the answer in the future? Like, how do we touch everybody and get to help everyone? Yeah, I mean, I think it's having like a lot of different resources. Obviously, there's different like people might have financial um, restraints for therapy. So I think making therapy and the material of therapy and mental health conversations more widely available, um, whatever the platform might be. But I think just as the stigma hopefully continues to reduce around mental health and therapy, um, having these conversations and being more authentic and vulnerable, I feel like that's already helping. And yeah, I mean, obviously having sliding scales as a therapist is helpful too, because you want to serve as many people as possible. What do you think (laughs) the future of mental health is? And when I say the future of mental health, I mean with technology. Like, do you think one day we're going to have robot therapists? I hope not. (laughs) I'll (laughs) be out of business, but no, no, no. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, well, I mean, we're seeing that virtual therapy works just as in-person therapy does. Um, 
I think that, yeah, there'll be a lot more virtual practices and I think it might even become something more casual too, where it's like, okay, here's your therapist. You know, there's an app where you can like text your therapist, like just text. I mean, there's just, there's so many different ways to do it. They all kind of go against this, the classic model of therapy though, where it's in person and therapist is a blank slate. So I think that therapy really is changing a lot. And I think that more traditional therapists have a bigger issue with that. Um, and then mm-hmm. someone like me, I'm, I'm more modern and progressive. So I'm always looking for like what the next thing is. Mm-hmm. And I think that the therapists that are able to kind of adapt to that are the ones that are gonna kind of be in the forefront of this movement. But I think that the general consensus is that like mental health is now something that's becoming more widely recognized and accepted and we all struggle with things. And I think that the more that we talk about it and the more that we destigmatize it by just like being comfortable with speaking about it in public, I think that that's gonna help a lot. And that's where I kind of see it all going. I just think it's just gonna be more accepted and people will just say, hey, I'm going to my therapy appointment and it's not going to be like Mm. a taboo subject, you know? Just yeah. like I had a session with my with my uh, physical therapist, or I had a session with my right. my personal trainer. Or I went yeah. I went to the gym, right? Like yeah. I went to my therapist. Like that should be one and the same. Yeah, well, excellent. So, just can you let everyone know listening uh, where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. So um, that trendy therapist is my Instagram and uh, the name of my podcast, which is uh, you can find that on Spotify or Anchor. ThatTrendyTherapist.com is my website. Uh, what else can I tell you? I do lives every week, uh, on, on my IGTV now I post them there, but, um, every week on Thursday evenings, I go live and my TikTok is Emma Damar. That's my name, Emma Damar. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Excellent. So that trendy therapist, just Google yeah. that and you find Emma everywhere. You'll find everything. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we did this and I'm glad that, you know, I was able to find you and we met and. Me too. Um, Stay in touch too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know once we launch, get that full product launch, and hopefully we get you on there. Let's let's definitely do that. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Emma. Of course. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right. Bye.